0: The Gospel reading this morning is from Matthew 4, verses 12 to 17. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went down to live in Capernaum, by the sea near the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what had been said through Isaiah the Prophets. Land of Zebulun and Naphtali, along the sea beyond the Jordan, heathen Galilee, a people living in darkness has seen a great light. On those who inhabit a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to proclaim this theme, reform your lives. The realm of the divine is at hand. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Capernaum was a relatively new city. Um, it's believed that Jesus as a carpenter probably worked there helping to build the city. It's on the northern edge of the Sea of Galilee. So it's, it's, it's up there. Along the sea beyond the Jordan, heathen Galilee. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. A people living in darkness has seen a great light. On those who inhabit a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. Look at the history of Israel. And we can compare that in some ways to the history of our own country. The the Hebrews moved into the land, remember after the Exodus? And they believed that they had a right to go in and eliminate anybody that got in their way, and take over the land. Where have we not seen that in our history? The people that lived in darkness has seen a great light. It's no mystery to me that the Creator manifested into creation in that part of the world. And there are other possibilities of other parts of the world. There's the Iroquois story of the peacemaker who after about, after a while teaching the people how to live, basically said, I have to go. And they asked, are you coming back? And he took them to a tree and said, if the tree bleeds, know that I will not return. 33 years after that, the tree bled. The sap ran far more than so there's stories all over the planet of the emergence of the divine into the the lives of the people all the people but what was the lesson here with the Iroquois he taught them how to live he taught them how to be with one another not just their own communities but with the surrounding tribes too Jesus taught them how to live. The people that lived in darkness, what is the darkness that we talk about when we say, there's a lot of dark? What is that? Is it the absence of light? How are we perceiving darkness versus light? Are we perceiving it the way we would see it? If we turn the lights out, it's dark. If we flip the light switch on, it's light. When we contemplate the spectrum of energy, we only are aware of a small piece of it, right? Could that be the darkness? That we don't perceive, we don't have the, or we think we don't have the capacity to perceive that greater vision, that greater energetic field, arc? Could that be the darkness? Is it measured, is darkness and light measured by our physical, Ability to see color. And we can't see color if the light's not on, right? I mean, go out in a full moon and everything's kind of blue-gray, right? So what is it? What, when we say the people lived in darkness have seen a great light, when Jesus came, was born, and lived, and taught, and was in community with, and worked and played and ate and slept he was light in the world and that presence of light in the world was not like this kind of light you know i'm pointing at the fluorescent lights for you you know it wasn't this kind of light it it was a different energy that we call light because we don't have any other words for it. Now science is beginning to do that. But we tend to think, well, light is light and dark is dark and light is preferable. But what, what are we looking at when we think of light in that way and darkness? It's an energetic, it's a spiritual energetic field that Jesus brought into the world with him. He was born into it. Is it any different than the light of Say Mahatma Gandhi or Lao Tzu? Is it any different? Maybe that's a rhetorical question. As we allow for the Holy Spirit to grow us into that broader awareness and into that broader understanding, How is that going to change how we perceive light and dark? So that when we hear a reading, the people that lived in darkness have seen a great light. It's not about turning on a light switch, right? It's about becoming aware of the greater than. And that's not just something we can do in our physical lives. It requires that spiritual aspect of who we are. It requires the spiritual aspect of who we are. And the spiritual aspect of who we are is limitless. Limitless. There is no beginning, there is no end. It is eternal. That's the light that we're called to tap into. That's the light that we're called to come to an understanding that is not just about... Lighting a candle and all of a sudden there's light. It's about lighting that candle within us that is far greater than that little spectrum that we can perceive in the physical world. Now, I don't know the science behind all that because I'm not a, a scientist, but just think about that a minute. When we walk out this door... And or the door, you know, wherever you are, when we step out, look at the metaphor in that, into the broader reality, that reality is, is accessible to us because we have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Holy Spirit will guide us to understanding a new way of perceiving light and darkness. A whole new way of perceiving it. And it's challenging because it's so much easier to think, well, this is light and uh, if I turn the lights on, it's dark. and it's easier, to, it's easier to be in that place. But in this time, in our evolution as a species and as a planet and as a universe, we are invited into that broader spectrum of perception. Any thoughts?